What's up, everybody? It is Wednesday, May 18th. I hope you had a good Friday the 13th, but we are back for The Wire, and we are going to be talking NBA playoffs, baby. The Wire starts right now. I'm going in. It's first and ten. I'm a legend boy. A champion. They can't match the flows. The X's and O's. I'm breaking the codes. Devastation about to unfold. They calling me Derek. By the way, y'all rose. Bet you never, ever, ever seen a pro this cold. I float like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. I mix with I am Mike and the great Ali. I'm a running back. Believe me, baby. I fathered the game. Call me Daddy Brady. I'm like that. Try be like this. Sammy so sub. That boy don't miss. It's the return. Return of the greatest Anyway you name it I'm everybody favorite I'm bringing the pain And bringing the fire Hey, stay tuned It's going down to the wire Fellas, you survived Friday the 13th Which means I hope that you stayed out of the woods And stayed home Yeah, definitely man (laughs) I don't know It was mostly just basketball And that's what we're going to get into today So I'm looking forward to it Absolutely You guys doing all right? Yeah, we did, man. My oh, wedding band uh, got resized and it fits now. So Hey, yeah. looking Ooh. good. Looking good. I can't wait to get my... I've got a temporary one until the wedding because I guess I'm getting mine as part of the, the ceremony. You don't... You, uh, uh, hold on. Jordan watches this, right? Yeah. Okay, well, Jordan, I'm going to make a confession. Even though we don't mind actually being married, this is very annoying to wear. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like wearing like I've never worn a ring in my life. Yeah. Well, no, well, no I'm, I'm not saying that. That that was all Justin. That's not me. No, I, like when I'm working with my hands. Oh. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jordan, watch out, man. I, I work from home. She's got me in a box. Very nice <laughs> studio box. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about. Let's move on. <laughs> we're going to talk about basketball. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I think where we're going to where we're going to start our recap is going to be the uh, what was the semifinals this uh, for the conferences. So we've got uh, four series to cover and then two series to talk about that are coming up. So let's dive on in uh, first. We had the Golden State Warriors, who took the series from the Memphis Grizzlies four to two. Uh, let's see. I've got some scores and stuff, but I'll just open it up right here. Want to get your your overall take, your moments from the series, uh, what you liked, what you didn't like, and then uh, we'll take it from there. Whoever wants to get us started. Uh, moments from the series. Let's talk about the fact that obviously Jaw got injured. I, you know. It is what it is, and honestly, Memphis is the most acclimated team to losing their superstar. They played 21 games without him in the regular season, and they're a fantastic team, as we saw them against uh, Golden State, quite frankly, even without Ja. So it was a little disappointing. You, you always want to see full strength at full strength, and what we're going to be just—that's going to be the theme of a lot of these uh, series we're going to talk about. But you know, hats off to Golden State at the end of the day. Uh, this Memphis team is very young. And the game one and game two, they let slip by. So, uh, how do I want to say this? Memphis did the best they could do, all things considering. Golden State looked like a juggernaut, as they have been. But, you know, and their opponent, which we'll discuss later, I don't think has a chance compared to... I think this was a tougher matchup for them than what they're going to be facing. But uh, who knows? Because I disrespected them earlier, and they made me look silly. And we're going to be talking about that, too. But uh, Golden State's looking great. Jordan Poole... Uh, fantastic player 
if Andrew Wiggins scores 17 points, they have yet to lose a game. So that, that's the Wiggins stat. If he gets 17, they're undefeated. That, that's really the secret sauce there. Um, if I'm Memphis, so I'm, I'm very excited. They, they brought a very physical, physical game to Golden State. And that definitely uh, kind of shook them. But I'll say this much, man. When you get 70 rebounds, they close out that game six. That was well-deserved by Golden State. They, they de- desperately needed that, quite frankly. But it was, it was a great series. I think all these playoff series were better than a lot of us thought. Because I'm sure Sahi will talk about it. Because he thought this was going to be a sweep, realistically. Because when you look at them, you know, Golden State's fantastic. Um, yeah, I loved it. Sahi, how about you, man? Yeah, it was a good series. Um, like you said, uh, I didn't expect Memphis to really put up a challenge at all. I feel like Golden State is the best team in the playoffs right now. Um, but Memphis show heart, you know, even without their best guy out there. Um, that game where they completely, game five, where they completely destroyed the Warriors. I'm like, I'm watching the whole time, like, yo, this is Luke. But it's great for their morale. They actually think they got a chance. Uh, and I mean, at the same time, I wasn't, I wasn't really sad for the Golden State Warriors. Like, man, they're getting, they, they need to pull it together. They get booked. I was more sad for the for the Grizzlies because this is going to give them false hope. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? This is that blowout win is going to raise their spirit. And they're going to go into game six thinking, hey, if we, if we do what we did last game, we could take this to a game seven and really challenge and go to the Western Con- Conference Finals. And it's like, wrong, wrong. They, the, the Warriors damn near let them get that win, it felt like. You know, they was like, you know what? We don't want to win here in, in Memphis. We want to celebrate back home. So that's what they did. They was like they checked out Game Five. They're like, we know we got this. Uh, we got our boy A. Wiggins back here playing out of his mind. You know what I'm saying? He, you know what I'm saying? That's why they didn't need Kevin Durant no more. They got an A. Wiggins. So I mean, yeah, Steph Curry, um, Clay Thompson, and you could move aside Draymond Green. A. a um, Wiggins has fortified his spot in that big three. So um, it's going to be interesting to watch from here on out. But the Grizzlies, they're going to be a team uh, to watch. Um, they're going to be in the playoffs, I think, for the next four or five years doing what it do. Maybe not competing for a finals or a championship, but they're definitely going to be competitive. I love that, Sahi. Uh, you at least did, didn't do them as dirty as you usually do, like Kansas City and things like that. You, you threw a dig, but then you said that you might be able to watch out for them next year. I like it. I like it. Well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're, we are moving on right along here. Um, okay. So the other game that we had in the Western Conference was the Phoenix Suns versus the Dallas Mavericks, and I got a feeling this is the one to take us to the break. <laughs> we got uh, the Phoenix Suns. They just lost it three to four to the Dallas Mavericks. After leading to nothing. After leading to nothing. Uh, we had much discussion about these guys uh, previously on the wire, so I'll let you guys take it on away. Well, I'll let Sahi start because he was the one to educate me about 
that Dallas has some me, guys on the bench. Let me make it nice and blue in here for, for Sahih's take. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, there really isn't much uh, more for me to say. You know what I'm saying? I done said it all about this Dallas Mavericks team. They got Luka Doncic out there playing out of his mind. People compare this guy to LeBron James himself. Um, he may not get the uh, social media attention lightweight like um, LeBron did, but Luka Doncic is a superstar, um, and he showed it in that series. They put the clamps down on the sun. Um, they pressed them. They got up in their face. They figured out, like, hey, these guys really aren't the big bad wolf of the Western Conference. Um, we could beat these guys, and that's exactly what they did. Luka Doncic out there in that game seven, he was pulling up from uh, the half court line shooting threes. I think he had like 24, 25 points in the first half. He was doing what he wanted to do out there. Um, and obviously, right, uh, the Suns, they need to figure it out. Um, I don't think Chris Paul is the answer for them long-term. Um, they've got a young nucleus of guys um, and they need to really push him out and get some young talent in there. Um, imagine the Suns with a guy like Trey Young. Trey Young and Devin Booker, that could be the Splash Brothers 2.0. So they need to find that kind of sauce, um, get a coach in there that can really expand them. I feel like, uh, who's the coach down there? Uh, what's his name? I want to say Dan Antoni, but that's not it. I, I forget the coach's name. But they he, he has them at their ceiling of where he can get them. He needs to pass the reins to somebody else and have them have them take them to the championship level, like a Steve Kerr-like coach, um, some guy that's going to let them swag out. Um, because the Suns, they could be so much better than they are. Um, but the Mavericks, they... They did in the playoffs what people didn't think they were going to do. Advance to the Western Conference Finals. Um, there are questions about them going into the playoffs. Um, and they did great. Um, beating the Suns like that. They just made the road for the Warriors just that much easier. They said, Steph, Clay, you guys have been injured the last past few seasons. We're going to pave this road. You need the Suns out of here. We got you. So, I mean... They did what they had to do. So it's going to be a, a nice series coming up. I'm sure we'll talk about it. But, man, they were up 50 at halftime against the Suns. Good Lord. Like, how does that happen, Richie? How, how do you, you score 27 points in two quarters? I've never seen that in my oh. life. I've never yeah, seen it. They had guys score, I think it was 10, 11, and 12. Their top scores for the game. Oh, my God. Yep, they're, they're three superstars yeah. combined for 11 points in the first half. I think, I think three of us could pull that off. <laughs> no, I don't know. Not against those athletes now. Maybe I, maybe uh, at the YMCA, I could. Come on, I, I got you guys' back. I'll just stand down by the hoop and keep my hands up. Yeah. yeah, I could definitely get ten points right now. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say one thing, Coach of the Year, Monty Williams. Get out of here, Sahi says. Who needs you? Um, here's what I'll say about this. Uh, I'm gonna go with what Sahi said about Luca. I mean, let's talk about Luca because to me, that's the story here. 
Um, he, he's already touched up on Phoenix. You know, Devin Booker's not that guy. He's sitting there saying he should have gotten more MVP respect for what? Like this guy like doesn't play that hard. They were just very confident, Phoenix. Um, making fun of Luca. Let, let's go over some numbers. In the first four seasons of his career, Luka Doncic, 26.4 points per game, eight and a half rebounds, eight assists per game, 53% effective field goals, three-time first-team All-NBA and Rookie of the Year. LeBron James, 26.7 points per game, 6.7 rebounds, 6.4 assists, 49% effective field goals, one first-team All-NBA, two second-teams Rookie of the Year. So I can keep going on the list. My uh, Larry Bird, 22.2 points per game, 10.8 rebounds, five assists, 50% effective, four first-team All-NBAs, one NBA championship, Rookie of the Year. So we can keep going through these names. I got a bunch of them. Magic Johnson, 18.3, 8.7 rebounds, nine assists, two finals MVPs, two champions, one All-NBA team. So the point being is, when you just look, listen to some of those people, Luca has very similar numbers to LeBron James. Slightly less scoring, barely. Uh, significantly more rebounds and assists. So I'm not saying he's better or whatever. The point is, is he's playing at the elite of the elite level early into his career, like some of the greatest. This, this is the dude. I think comparing him to LeBron is fair in the sense of he is the guy that has the ball. Uh, quite frankly, a lot of these cats don't want to be the facilitator and the focal point of the offense, but he, he's akin to how James Harden was in Houston and how LeBron has been his whole career. Uh, and this guy has absolutely been balling out. Um, one of the most incredible starts to uh, a career I've ever seen, to be honest. It's, it's phenomenal to watch this guy. I'm not saying he's the greatest. I'm not saying anything like that, but uh, I love Luca. I think he's going to be somebody we're going to watch for years to come in terms of being a top five player. I don't think that's changing anytime soon. And uh, I, uh, what I really found funny uh, is uh, when Devin Booker was uh, smack talking him after game five, they had won and Phoenix was up. Luca said, uh, it's easy to talk smack when, when, when you're up. And Luca proceeded to dominate game six and game seven. And I think that's what makes this kind of like a little legendary run. And uh, Dallas played incredible. Nobody gave them a chance to win this. You know, Phoenix was the perennial first seed. Uh, they were up 2-0. Chris Paul, on the other side of things, has blown four 2-0 leads. And in all of NBA playoff history, only 8% of teams lose when they're up 2-0. And Chris Paul has four of those. So, interesting. I mean, he's still one of the greatest players of all time. But man... It's not a good look in terms of like, he just tends to never close things out. And what do you expect when he's 37? You know, I, he's not the focal point anymore. So I'm not putting this loss on him, but it was just a really strange statistic is one of the greatest point guards we've ever seen. Uh, just just can't seem to win, right? Well, like we talk about Larry Bird and Magic Johnson all the time. And one of the things we always talk about, oh, Larry Bird has all these numbers. Well, Magic Johnson just won, right? He may not have had the cool numbers that Larry Bird had. He may not even have the, some of that skill that Larry Bird had, but you know what? He won five championships, right? And at the end of the day, that, that, that amounts to a lot more than just being able to shoot the ball. And again, these are two outliers of the, the two top 10 greatest players in existence. I'm just using them as an example because they came in the league in the exact same year.
and they were rivals throughout their whole career. So even though Larry Bird may have all the skill and et cetera, it, you know, and he still won a lot. Let's not kid ourselves. He won three championships. But the point is, is that it, it, it's not always numbers. It's not just numbers, numbers, numbers. And for Chris Paul, he has all the numbers in the world, which is what I'm getting at. But he does not have that championship. And him turning 37 now, I don't see him getting it. You know, he's had ample opportunities. If he didn't get hurt in Houston, uh, he, he wins in 2017. But you know what? It didn't happen. And sometimes it's just, un, you know, unlucky circumstances and unlucky timing. But the bottom line is Chris Paul is not going to win a championship. It doesn't matter how good Phoenix is. They're just not, they're not built for it. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is leaving after this year now. So where do they go from here? Uh, I, this this was a grim look for Phoenix uh, and a very interesting look for Dallas who traded for Dinwiddie and every thought that was a terrible trade to give up Porzingis for Dinwiddie. And here's Dinwiddie scoring 30 points. So we'll see. Uh, this will be an interesting West Coast finals. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and keep it rolling here because I do have a little special surprise planned for the end once we get through the NBA playoffs here. So um, next, we're moving over to the East and we're going to get started with the number two Boston Celtics versus the number three Milwaukee Bucks. The Celtics take it four to three. Another one I don't think was called uh, here on the wire. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, of course. Sahi, you want to get things started with the Celtics versus the Bucks matchup? Yeah, um, this was a great, 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 great series. Um, the emergence of Jason Tatum um, finally getting over that hump and getting into the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, he, he can now say that he's a a great basketball player, right? Um, he's, got, he's got the stats. Now he's led his team far deep into the playoffs and knocked off what makes it more impressive, the uh, the defending champion is uh, Giannis. Um, although, I feel like it would have been a different series had they had their uh, Robin up there. Um, uh, Chris, Chris Middleton. Middleton. Yeah, if they would have had him out there, I think it would have been a little bit more competitive. Um, I'm talking about going down to the last shot, you know what I'm saying, of uh, Game 7, like a real classic series. But the Celtics just had too much for him, um, and it's and is just unlucky, I guess you can say. I mean, injuries are a part of the game, but I feel like the Bucks, they, they went as far as they can go. Um, it's no fault of them. It's not like we can sit here and call them trash or like, man, they should have did this. They should have did that. Um, they just got beat by the better team. And unfortunately to say, the Celtics took it and they looked great doing it. Um, although I, I hate to say it, I feel like they're, they're the team to beat now. And um, they've got guys everywhere. They've grown together. And it looks like it's their time to take it. But this series against the Heat is going to be phenomenal. But going back to this series, um, Jason Tatum, he just took over. Um, what he wanted to do was what he did. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, this was a classic series. Um, so hopefully next year we get a rematch in the playoffs, right? And I want to see this again. Both teams are full strength. 
Yeah, Richie? Yeah. I think this will, you know, I had picked uh, Milwaukee to win easily in six games. Uh, this was also assuming Chris Middleton was going to play at some point in the series. That did not happen. Um, I, I firmly believe if Chris Middleton's playing, he's a differential. But I would love to credit Boston. He's outside of Giannis. This, was an, this wasn't even a fair. Boston is a super talented, super deep team, the number one defense in the league. And th- this was the biggest margin of victory in terms of total points collectively in the four wins the Celtics had in the last seven years in the Eastern Conference. So this was dominating to Sahi's point. When when Giannis was getting these wins, he was scoring 40, he scored 40 points on the number one defense four times, right? So Giannis was trying his damnedest and to me still shows why he's the best player in the league. But, uh, you know, this was just outclassed better team, at least sans Chris Middleton. Boston was the better team. They deserved to win. Giannis being the best player on the planet right now got them to seven games. But game seven showed you the actual difference in caliber of team. Giannis went 24 points, 20 rebounds. So he didn't have the points. And that was the difference. If he's not scoring 40 without Chris Middleton, they're not they're not competing. And so that's what happened is they locked him down. He didn't get to score as much. Uh, Boston super deep. Uh, we'll talk about it later. But man, great performances all around. I love Jason Tatum. He's like mini Black Mamba, like what I was talking about earlier. I, I love that guy. He's got killer instinct. And even though you know that the the Bucks were my pick, uh, you got to give credit where credit's due on Boston. And uh, they they absolutely look fierce. I agree with Sahi. When you look at them, they look like the most complete team. They don't really have too many weaknesses. Uh, they can do everything. They can shoot the three. They have the defensive player of the year. The number one defense is a team. They can shoot the three. They have a superstar in Jason Tatum. They got all kinds of talent. They're, they're 10 deep. You know, the, I think the closest team in terms of depth is probably Golden State on the other side of things for the Western. So um, to me, that would be the most interesting matchup in terms of teams. But we'll get to that later. Uh, and kudos to Boston. You know, for Milwaukee, what can you say? You have the best player on the planet. He tried his damnedest. Without your, your Robin, what are you going to do? You can't, you know, you, you got the best you were going to get out of this. You got seven game, a seven game series against a clearly better team without Chris Middleton anyways. Uh, you weren't going to win without him. And Giannis tried everything he could to win without him anyway. So, Absolutely. And we will try to squeeze it in. But if we get cut off for time, we'll get the rest of it at the end. Actually, no, let's let's not even let's make sure we give them their due. Uh, when we come back, we are going to talk about the Heat versus the Sixers. Uh, and then we're going to move in to <clears throat> pregame conversations for both. Uh, the Mavericks versus the Warriors and the Heat versus the Celtics. And then I've got a little special surprise if there's time at the end. Hey, go hit the like and subscribe while we're at commercial. Otherwise, we'll be right back. You're watching and listening to the Wire Sports Podcast. Uh, let's move it along. Let's move it along. Uh, what's, what's been going on this week, man? What's going on? What's going on that? Yeah, that U- USFL, you catch that? Stuff crazy happening that. Yeah, I thought. My man was, there was a player for some team. He was yeah. cut for choosing 
trying to get a slice of pizza over eating a team issued chicken salad. Now, was it and, chicken salad with the grapes and the raisins in it? Because if it was, I don't blame him because that shit's nasty. Exactly. Like, who wants to put raisins and grapes in chicken salad? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if it was yeah. that kind, I don't blame him. But I mean, it's not like he told the dude disrespectfully that he wasn't going to eat it. It's just He just said, like, nah, I don't want this. Is there any way I can have a piece of pizza that somebody had already brought? So, I mean, I don't see how that's disrespectful. I just think he was just going with what he wanted to do. I mean, it's pizza, man. I'm sure there are far worse things that people have been <laughs> done to get cut off the team. Even if it was pineapple pizza, which people should be put in jail for. I hate pineapple pizza. It's nasty. Exactly, man. <laughs> Who wants cold stuff on hot stuff? It ain't even the sweet and the and the it ain't even the sweet and the whatever flavor of the pizza. It's the hot and the cold. Like that's confusing. Right. No, no thank you. Yeah, yeah, pineapple is definitely best served cold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm exactly. Pineapple because it's, it's like it's wet. Who yeah. wants a soggy pizza? Exactly. I mean, I get the you got the pineapple juice mixing in with the marinara. Like who wants that? Free Mess on Fridays debuts May the 20th here on H2G Radio. All right, folks, welcome back to the Wire Sports Podcast. Hey, that commercial is an excellent reminder. Whatever you're doing on Friday, cancel it. Don't do anything else because Free Mess Weekend starts this weekend, Friday. As soon as you wake up, uh, tell everybody to leave you alone for 45 minutes because you got to listen to the first episode of Free Mess on Friday starring the very own our very own, I'm sorry, Sahi. Uh, on Saturday, the very first episode of True Crime for the Innocent Mind, going after Casey Anthony. Not going after her. I, that's what it sounds like when I talk about her. <laughs> uh, but the, <laughs> the discussion on Casey Anthony and new episodes of Andrew and Justin's Acting Breakdown on Sunday. So, big weekend for H2G Radio. It all starts on Friday with Free Mess on Fridays. Let's get back to sports. So, we got one more uh, semifinals to talk about here. And that is the Heat versus the Celtics. No, that's coming up. Roll it back. I should have uh, looked at the zero and zero and known something. So we're talking about the Heat, but we're talking about how they beat the 76ers four to two. Who wants to get us started? Oh, I'll go. Sorry. (laughs) You're good. All right. So let's see here. This was another one where I was hoping for the opposite outcome. I wanted Sixers Bucks. Ugh, this is painful. This is painful. We go through another year of Joel Embiid throwing another teammate under the bus. Um, and it's it's starting to become hard to like this guy. I, I love this guy. Years ago, I said he was going to be the most dominant center since Shaquille O'Neal. Not that he'd be Shaquille O'Neal, but the most dominant since. Um, and he is. He's fantastic. You know, people can argue he's the MVP. A lot of people were disappointed he got it, didn't get it over Jokic. Um, but, you know, this this is the difference, man. He got injured and he came and he fought hard. But once he does the best he can do, the next thing he does is go, this guy needs to do better. My coach needs to do better. And, you know, Doc Rivers is the biggest joke I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how he every time he gets fired, he gets hired the next day. I don't understand it. He had the most talented team, the Clippers. He had the Clippers that were so talented. So talented. And he couldn't do anything with them. Injuries aside, it doesn't matter. He couldn't do anything with that team. 
Look what Ty Lue's doing with them. He immediately gets to go to Philadelphia. First year, they choke. Ben Simmons looked pathetic. He says the silliest thing you can say, which is basically like, I don't know if we can win with Ben Simmons. He basically says that, essentially. Well, Ben Simmons says, I don't want to play now. And they have to trade him. And they pick up James Harden. James Harden comes in. And James Harden is not James Harden from Houston. So he only puts up 16, 8 and 8 instead of, you know, 26, 9 and 9. Uh, so he, you're getting less points. You're getting less efficiency. And don't get me wrong, in Game 7, James Harden did what James Harden always does in Game 7. He, he, he didn't show up. He didn't even, he took two shots in the second half. And he blamed the coach. And the coach blamed everybody, as he always does. Doc Rivers, like, I just don't get it. I really don't understand the appeal of Doc Rivers. Like, I get it. He won a championship in Boston. Therefore, everyone's going to suck his proverbial sausage for the rest of his career. But this guy is terrible. We're talking about Chris Paul, right? About blowing zero, two zero leads. Well, guess what? Doc Rivers is the most famous coach for blowing three zero leads and three one leads. He's done it seven times in his career where he only had to win one more game and he couldn't get the job done. So I'm, I, I really don't get the Doc Rivers appeal. There's even rumors, they've already put them to rest, that the Lakers were ready to hire him if Philadelphia fired him. And I'm sitting here like, how? What does anybody, this guy never wins. And he always has talented teams. So I, I, I don't understand that. So from if you're a Philadelphia fan right now, you're in shambles. Because James Harden's about to get $48 million looking pregnant. Uh, Joel Embiid's blaming everybody over and over and over. He's not growing. He's, he's the best he'll be, but he's not an effective leader at this point. You know, and you have the, the most incompetent, like finger pointing coach I've ever seen in my life. Uh, let's get back to the other side of the thing. Then. Let's talk about like the team I do want to talk about the Miami Heat. Uh, the Miami Heat are a well oiled machine. I, I honestly wish uh, Trey was here because he was the one really talking about heat culture and talking to this team up. So I'll try to do it for him. You know, this is the number one seed for a reason. This is, you know, the team that will play 44 minutes all across the board. And this is a team that beat Philadelphia without Kyle Lowry, who they picked up this year, to help them facilitate the ball in the playoffs. So they won without Kyle Lowry. So that just goes to show you how good this team is. Now, Philadelphia, sure, MP got injured with his orbital, but the bottom line is he missed two games. He still had opportunities to play this. So Miami's looking great. I mean, Miami, this is, I'm looking forward to Miami, Boston, and we'll get to that, obviously. But Miami looked fantastic. Miami's got the only thing about Miami that I don't like is you got this little white boy, Tyler Hero, and this tall dude, Duncan Robinson, and every once in a while, they pop off. And when they pop off, they're going to win guaranteed. When they don't pop off, it is difficult for them to win. And so I don't like the inconsistency there. But Miami plays hard. They full-court press defense. These guys are conditioned. This is the Pat Riley Heat culture team. This is what they do. They play 48 minutes, and you are going to have to get, you know, exert every ounce of energy you have playing against them. And Philadelphia crumbled and Miami succeeded. Jimmy Butler, uh, you know, this is a guy who in the regular season, you know, he does good, serviceable. But when he hits the playoffs, he's a superstar. It's like he's, he doesn't care about, it reminds me of Allen Iverson, you know, he, when he was talking about practice. 
Like to me, Jimmy Butler is just ready. He, he's Jimmy Buckets. That's what they used to call him. You know, Jimmy Butler is made for the playoffs. This is a two-way player. He's not like an offensive guy. You know, he's not like Luca, where it's like the offense is just incredible. This is a guy that will put up buckets and will guard anybody to the best of the ability. This is a true two-way guard, true way forward. He is fantastic. He's a true leader. And I'm very much looking forward to Miami-Boston. These are two complete teams. And it's going to be nasty defense. And it, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to remind me of the 80s, to be honest. And I'm looking forward to this matchup. Oh, yeah. And we'll get into that in just a second. Sahi, what did you make of uh, the Heat and the 76ers? Man, the Heat and the 76ers. I feel like I got to go to bat for old Doc Rivers and the boys. He's like, hey, Richie, uh, the reason why I got so much appeal in this league is because uh, I coach the good guys, you know? Uh, uh, we, we got injuries. Uh, we, we didn't have a chance, all right? And you went a little too hard on Joel Embiid, all right? Joel Embiid is out there looking like Batman trying to save Gotham City with the mask on, all right? He's out there doing all he can. Um, It's not his fault. He's got, like, the most dysfunctional group of guys around him. He is a superstar. He's one of those guys that needs, like, a a Kobe or a a Penny Hardaway or Magic Johnson. Um, one One of the guys that can handle the ball, dish it off, and get points when it's needed. Um somebody to take the pressure off of him. He thought he had that with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is softer than tissue, all right? Um, James Harden, oh my God, what happened to this guy, all right? I feel like it's all James Harden and Doc Rivers' fault why they lost this series. Joel Embiid got hurt, he did what he could do. When he was healthy, they were winning games. After he got hurt, it became a series again. but the Heat, like uh, Richie said, they're a well-oiled machine. When they went to the finals a few years back and uh, played the Lakers, like, who would have thought, right? At the beginning of that year, the Heat. Like, after LeBron left, people thought it would be a long time in hell before the Heat were in championship um, contention again. But that goes to the great of Pat Riley and his basketball mind and pairing with Eric Spolstra and getting those guys to believe, you know? They don't have any superstars on their team. They got a star in Jimmy Butler that's really recognizable. Um, Richie uh, brought up Duncan and Hero, but those are role guys, really. Those aren't like standout guys. Like if they're on, they're on. If they're not, if they're not it's probably not gonna be a chance for success. Um, so it's just amazing to see, like, they're showing the league, like, yo, like, Pat Riley was like, I made the super team, I brought that in, now let me show the league that you really don't need a super team, you just need a group of guys that's going to go out there and play for each other. Um, so, and they've done this, um, year after year and had success, and they're only getting better. Um, and I feel like they've taken advantage of um, a kind of weaker Eastern Conference, even though they say it's like the Eastern Conference is a beast now. But um, you got teams like the Celtics and Bucks taking each other out. Um, the Heat just happened to get matched up with the 
a reeling 76ers team who nobody really believed in. So they're gonna, they're up for it in their next matchup with the uh, Celtics, but they prove like you really can't count this. This is a team that like you can't count out. So it could go either way. Like it's gonna be a real legacy series. It's gonna be one that the NBA talks about for a long time. This series might get a 30 for 30, depending on how things shake out. You know, you got the the Boston, the the wicked good Celtics, you know, they're out there, they're <laughs> doing their they're, they're doing their thing, you know what I'm saying? They got all the history. And then you got a legend of the game, Pat Riley, coming, bringing that heat and that fire out the South. So we're gonna, it's, it's gonna be interesting to watch. The dynamics going into it is phenomenal because they're they're kind of the same kind of teams, right? Um, they yeah. don't have any real superstars. Um, they're team oriented. They get after you. Um, they're smart. Um, one of them has a guy named Smart on there, so. And you got you got a smart guy and you got a hero. So when that clashes, let's see what happens. Richie, what do you make of the uh, the Heat Celtics matchup? I saw he beautifully transitioned that. Props. He did. Um, here's what I make of this matchup. Uh, I got to start throwing caveats because you know we we go a weekend. Like it, it, there's a lot that happens during these weeks. If Kyle Lowry does not play, Miami has no shot. Period. So as of right now of our recording, we don't know whether or not Kyle Lowry will play. So if Kyle Lowry plays, I still think Boston's going to win. I'm calling Boston right now. Um, I think it's like I was talking about earlier. For me, my issue with this, because uh, Sahi already pointed it out, these are these are very similar teams. They have similar goals. Um, but the bottom line is Miami's players that are going to step up, it's not as often. You know, you got Jalen Brown. You got to, honestly, you you have a 1A and almost a 1B. Jalen Brown is a phenomenal offensive weapon as well. Him and Tatum both averaged over 25 points a game, right? So you have two offensive weapons, not just one. You have the defensive player of the year and Marcus Smart. You have a solid team. Al Horford is back. You got what you need. Miami has, you know, Jimmy Buckets, of course. And if, if Kyle Lowry's around, he can get those other guys involved, but without him, they've been looking anemic. And that's my concern is will Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero show up? Without Kyle Lowry, I don't think so. So it's 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 a tale of two tapes. I think with Kyle Lowry, it's probably a six-game series. Without Kyle Lowry, I think it's going to be like a five-game series. I think Boston will dominate them if Kyle Lowry does not get to play because they just don't have... Jimmy Butler is not a facilitator. He, that's not what he does. Like we were talking, about, I was talking about comparing him to Luca earlier. He's not the type of guy that's going to start getting people involved in distributing. He's the type of guy they call him Jimmy Buckets. He gets buckets. He scores when he needs to score. He plays great defense, but he can't get his teammates involved. That's why they picked up Kyle for this specifically. So if Kyle's not playing, it's going to be a wash. But I, I, I think you know it's not like Miami can't win this. And if Kyle does show up, like I was saying, I still think they'll lose in six, but they could they could beat Boston. I think Boston is just more consistent. You have four guys who can score who score over 10 points per game, average over 10 points per game. And I always like the law of averages. And we'll talk about that on the Western side as well. I like consistency. I like what I know what I'm going to get from them. And what I know I'm going to get from uh, Tatum and Brown is 48 points right there, just between the two of them. I'm going to have... 
the opponent's going to score less than 105. Boston average is 109. And, and, and that's what they do, like clockwork, every single time. So there's no Giannis this time. Jimmy Butler is great, but he's not Giannis. He's not the best player in the league. So I, I just don't see this being a different outcome than what we saw with Milwaukee. So I'm definitely going Boston. Sahi, man, uh, did you did you want to rebuttal that at all? And also, who do you have winning that series? We know Richie's pulling for Boston. Yeah, as a Lakers, not, don't you ever for, say pulling. Not pulling you, for it. He's he's I hate selected. Boston. <laughs> I've chosen Boston. He's, he's yeah, selected. So I don't yeah. pull for Boston. Yeah, I, I can't be as unbiased as Richie on this one because I hate the Celtics as well. I mean, just because I'm a Lakers guy, you know what I'm saying? Rivalry. You never want to see them get a championship over your team because that's... Everyone like, hates the leprechaun. That's like a bigger battle, yeah. Um, but um, I want to say the Celtics, but Jimmy Buckets out there, man, he's a dog. Like, he's going to put fear into them boys over there. They're going to be like, man, we thought we had them, but they keep coming back and they keep coming back. Um, and they're going to play that lockdown defense on them. And it's going to be hard for them boys to get it off, especially um, getting the three, three balls off. Um, they're going to have to get something different, do something uh, different, because the, the the Bucks they really protect the paint. You know what I'm saying? They protect the paint, and they want to go down and beat you down low. They got uh, Lopez and uh, Giannis down there. Um, the Heat don't do that. They're going to they gonna play you where you at. They're going to get in your grill, and they're going to make it tough for you. So I just feel like <clears throat> I don't feel – I mean, I just think that the uh, the Heat, you know what I'm saying, there's just going to be more of a dog. In this. We might see more overtime games in the series. I feel like we're going to see a couple overtimes, um, and then Jimmy Butler is just going to take over. All yep, right. Yeah. All right. In the next matchup, we have uh, – Richie's uh, arch nemesis Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors versus the Dallas Mavericks. Who wants to get started on this one? I can start. You want to start it off? Yeah. Yeah, I'll start it off. All right. I was alluding to this earlier. I like consistency, and that's what you get out of Golden State. It's not even, this is night and day, man. We know Luka Doncic is going to do his thing. But what we do know is Golden State is going to have four guys easily over 10 points, right? Wiggins, Poole, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. That's for sure. You know, cut the check. That's 85 points between the four of them every single time. So my heart says that's what's going to happen. My brain and my hater is is too strong. I'm not even going to be biased. Dallas is winning, baby. Luka Doncic, we just talked about it earlier. The best four years I've seen since LeBron James. That's 2001. That's a long time ago, man. Actually, 2004. Sorry, 2003. 2003, 2004 season. That's how long it's been since there's been a guy like Luka Doncic. DeAndre Ayton got drafted over this kid. I know what Phoenix was thinking. Side note. Yeah, no. Dallas is the real deal. I am I am done ever questioning Dallas and them them they got a bench they got some guys on that bench man that's all I you know it's not he said it it took me two series to see the light and now I completely concur 
they got guys on the bench and they got Luka Doncic. And even though they're going to lose, I'm not going to, I refuse to ever pick the Warriors. So the Dallas Mavericks, like, like I hate the Warriors more than I hate Boston. And I hate Boston. Like, I don't even, like, I've hated Boston longer than I hated the Warriors. But the, the fans here are worse than the Boston fans. I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think it was possible. The most annoying fans I'd ever seen in my life were Steelers fans and Cowboys fans. Oh, wow. wow. Until I saw Golden State Warrior fans. And now I've learned there's a level of bandwagon I didn't know existed until I, I moved out here. And so now that I've seen this wagon, I can never support it. I don't want to have to high five a guy that doesn't even know who's playing in the game other than Steph Curry. It's disgusting. That's the only reason I hate this team. They're actually a very talented squad and they play really fun basketball to watch, but I just can't because I know who's rooting for them. You know, I don't know how to describe this, but the bottom line is Dallas will find a way to win with those guys on that bench. I believe Dallas and seven. Oh, there you got it. There you got it. Sahi, what do you think, man? I know you've had uh, Dallas's back thus far in the playoffs. Yeah, um, it's unfortunate, you know, because I have. I've been a big Dallas fan this whole time. Um, and I'm just about to, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to drop them, you know what I'm saying? Drop them like, like a hot plate, you know what I'm saying, that I grabbed too quick. Cause that's what I did. I grabbed onto the Mavericks too quick. I didn't expect them to be that hot. I didn't really expect them to get this far. I knew they had dudes on there, but the Suns completely fell apart, you know. But um, in this series, they're they're facing up against the juggernaut in the NBA, right? Uh, the Splash Brothers, um, uh, Draymond Green out there, and now introducing. Uh, um, Andrew Wiggins, right? You know what I'm saying? The second coming of KD. Um, I don't think they could be stopped. I honestly think this series might be a sweep. Um, Not because, you know what I'm saying, the the Mavericks are that bad, but the Warriors are that good. You know, and they got a guy over there that from tip-off is going to be playing it sitting up, feet up, relax, sipping lemonade, you know what I'm saying, getting fed, getting fed grapes by, by, by some like Hawaiian belly dancing girl inside of Luke Kadansha's mind. Um, Draymond Green is going to be all up inside Luke Kadansha's head. Um, and that's going to throw him off because uh, Luka Doncic is great. He's a superstar. He's a bit of a front runner, as uh, Skip Bayless would say. Um, when things are going good, things are going to be going great. Um, but this series, things aren't going to be going as great. Um, they might... Uh, to say that... Uh, man, they've been playing out of their mind, right? Um, I think, like, beating a team like the Suns in the playoffs the way they did, especially that 50 point win is going to give them some 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 overwhelming confidence going into this series like, yo this is our time that's what Luka Dodge is thinking in his head as a competitor that's what you expect him to think in his head right especially after a performance like that but they're going to come out um, it might even be a close game game one but it's going to be one of those game one heartbreakers that sends them real 
and they're gonna go back to the drawing board like, yo, we couldn't stop Clay. We, Steph, you know what I'm saying? What We thought we had a plan, but we don't. You know what I'm saying? This is what they're gonna be thinking to themselves after game one. And they're gonna be too busy thinking and reacting instead of going out there and playing. And all the while, while they're thinking, Draymond Green is gonna be right there in the face of Luka Doncic. But Draymond Green might get thrown out of game. Um, that, if that happens, the Mavericks might get one. But there's just too much firepower for the Warriors. Um, I just don't see them losing a game. Um, I think they want to get into the finals clean. They let the, uh, the Grizzlies hang around. Um, they, you know what I'm saying? They felt bad. They, they took out their boy, uh, Don Moran. So, you know, we took you guy. We're going to get you guys an extra paycheck. We let you win this game. And y'all come on back to our house and we're going uh, to tap dance right on y'all ass. And that's what they're going to do from game one to the Mavericks. So the, 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 the Warriors, Oro, Sweet, and oh. to, they're going to they're gonna be watching the rest of the, the Bucks and Heat series, you know what I'm saying, from the couch, waiting for some more. Man, I, I had it. I had it nice and blue in here because I thought you were sticking with the Mavericks run, and now it's all sunny. Thank God I wear glasses. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, you should have known. This, I can't do this it fella, this fella loves Golden State too. <laughs> he certainly nice. does. I've been saying it the whole time. They're, they're he has been. Off. He has been yeah. saying it the whole time, which true, is true. why I refuse to believe it. It will not happen. <laughs> it won't. Draymond Green is a bum. I'll keep saying it. <laughs> You're a bum, Rock. All right. All right. Well, folks, we want to know what you think about the NBA playoffs and your predictions for the conference finals that are on their way. Uh, we will definitely be checking in with that. We're, we, we, ride the, we ride the playoffs of the two big sports. So you, you guys will notice that. Trust me, you got a whole summer of us digging into the depths of sports to find stories. So we won't be all basketball after this. But, uh, summer is always fun. We always find some great goat conversations and things like that to have. Uh, but as far as the playoffs, let us know what you think. Guys, I've got a new special segment. No, this is not going to be a weekly thing. But Richie, you actually inspired it. It's gonna, uh, it's gonna be. Uh, let's see, what's a clever title for this? Click that clickbait. That's what we're doing. Uh, I've got a clickbait headline here to go over, and I've got a few others pulled up, but I think this one is a good one to end it on. So uh, I don't know if you guys saw in the news, but I did as a clickbait headline that uh, the Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson um, is not only treating members of he's meeting with the NFL this week and then he's going to host all of his teammates in the Bahamas his offensive teammates his offense just the offense just the offense wow clickbait did me dirty wow okay so uh just the offense we got a couple of things to talk about what do you guys make of uh, of, of this decision for Sean Watson to I'll let Sahi go first on this one man it's like this it's not what you this is not what I want to see um, you thinking about the Bahamas you you don't have time to be going to the Bahamas you think if Tom Brady was going to a new team he's he's talking about hey guys let's go to Bahamas real quick I'm gonna treat all y'all he like nah I'm gonna treat all y'all to a visit to this film room we need to win games this year I mean this is this ain't what I want to see from my leader He's trying to distract the guys with trips to the Bahamas. You got rookies on there trying to make the team. 
this isn't an example you need to set. Maybe if you win a few games, go to the playoffs, win a Super Bowl, then maybe you could talk about going to the Bahamas. Um, <clears throat> but what, what are you doing, man? He's like, hey, the NFL about to suspend me, so I don't have to worry about being ready. Y'all want to go to the Bahamas with me? Come on. Um, I wouldn't go with him. I'm, I'm trying to make the team. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's... Come on, Deshaun. I know you in a new place. You trying to make friends. You trying to change the narrative. But this ain't the way to change the narrative. Um, I remember Odell Beckham got killed for something like this. Um, going into the playoffs, taking the team down to South Beach, having just taking some pictures on a boat, having a nice relaxing time. It's not going to be, you don't just go to the Bahamas for one day. That's going to be a weekend thing. That's going to be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, come back on Sunday. And you're not going to be able to do anything on Monday because you're going to be tired. That's, that's, that's so much time wasted. You know what I'm saying? You could be in the film room, in the weight room. You know what I'm saying? Stretching, getting, getting treatment. All right. All right. Come on, Deshaun. Cancel the trip. Get your ass into the facility and, and, and let's go to work. But actually, we play them on the 27th. So go. Go to the Bahamas. Be unfocused. The Tampa Bay is about to come up there and tax that ass. <laughs> you, Richie, do you think Deshaun just got up into Cleveland, got a taste of that Ohio weather and said, I need to get out of here? <laughs> No, I don't think that's what it is. I, I don't. I understand where you're coming from, but I mean, th- there's a lot. Let's look at this from the other side of things. So he looked at it from a pure football perspective, and you know what? That's fair. So we'll, we'll, we'll go. But I want to go back for a second. Let's just look at it from the other side of things. What are the Bahamas known for? Anyone? Hold on, I can change the color. Okay, okay, okay. my man thought he knew where I was going with that. I I didn't want to go there. (laughs) Offshore massages, that's what he's doing. Happy endings that are legal, that's what this man is doing. He's made a great decision. He absolutely knows what he's doing. He's doing what we allegedly heard he did, but now he can do it over there, no problem. So that's that's the other side of it. Second, <laughs> is Baker Mayfield invited? Because it's the offense. How does that? Work? <laughs> I'm curious. Does, does Baker get to go? Because it is it is he the root the, the head the headline is that he invited the offense. Baker Mayfield is part of the offense. So we'll see. <laughs> I'm curious about that. The other question is, is the defense mad? I you know like if if half the team gets to go to the Bahamas and get massages and whatnot. What about the defense? Do they get stuff? How does this work? So, so he had, you know, the more analytical perspective. But I just, you know, it's on brand for Deshaun Watson in many ways. It's a good PR move. It's a better, like, what he likes to do move. And he's just chilling. He's just winning. He, he won't be playing six games. He got $240 million guaranteed. And now he's going to the Bahamas. <laughs> like, I don't hate this move just because it's like, what does this really matter? He, he allegedly he's acquired a field that the offense will practice on. So they are allegedly going there to, to practice. It's not like, but also, you know, team building and et cetera. And, you know, there's one thing I will give Deshaun cre- uh, credit for it, as I've always done is he's a top five caliber player and he's a leader. Everything I've ever heard is he's a fantastic leader. So if he feels this is going to be something that will bring this offense together, 
why not? I'd love to go to the Bahamas, you know? Deshaun, hit me up. I'll totally do it, man. If Baker's not invited, why can't I go? That's all I'm saying, <laughs> right? Uh, I'd like to give uh, quarterback Deshaun Watson some friendly advice. You should invite the offense and Miles Garrett. <laughs> I would not want to make that man feel left out, upset of any kind of anger. I hope he's tricking his. I mean, Yogi I'll say he, he probably isn't going to say the word that ticked him off that Mason Rudolph said. And if he does, and if he does say it, he'll say it in an endearing and loving way. That sure. Mason Rudolph can't say it. I'm just saying I I've, I've watched I've watched Miles Garrett uh, take men's heads off legally and uh, the, the force of him as a defensive player. I don't want to get tackled, punched, pushed. I don't want the man angry. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't think we have time to go into it anymore. Um, we've we've got the big weekend coming up guys free mess weekend kicks off with free mess on fridays hosted by our very own sahi you just gotta you gotta check it out I, i'm sorry if you had a whole day of obligations if you're supposed to take the family on vacation uh you just gotta cancel it until at least you can listen to this episode um, sahi has told us that it's not safe to drive while listening to this episode you should be sitting down no, just <laughs> not um, buckle up but uh, Free Mess on Fridays is a lot of fun, guys, and it's getting all kicked off this Friday, the 20th of May. And uh, on Saturday, we're getting kicked off with our True Crime for the Innocent Mind. Um, lots of awesome coverage, uh, some some big ones coming up on the recording schedule. So you'll if you're into true crime, you'll love what we got going on. We got two true crime fanatics who are getting married, uh, talking to a guy who's rather on the innocent side of life and and probably didn't know as many uh disgusting things that are out there that that are out there so uh, plus we'll have special guests in the future with that show and then new episodes of andrew and justin's actors breakdown and all the shows here on h2g radio you can catch our old uh, we've got seven seasons of the h2g podcast that you can check out uh, we've got the whole seven seasons of the wire so much uh to offer and so much to come uh, you guys have any 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 parting words this week? No, nah, man. Check out Sahi's show this Friday, man. Can't miss it. Oh yeah, free right, mess on come Friday. Check it out. Yeah, you know I'm saying true crime on Saturdays. We got a host late. Yeah, we got shows pumping out. We're doing this for y'all. Absolutely. Oh, what, yeah. else, what, what else could you want? What more could you want? <laughs> That's a good reminder, Saheed. In the bio, there's a link to our Patreon. We are doing this for you. Uh, and anyone who wants to show support, we want to give back to you. So we have great behind-the-scenes content. There's actually a great behind-the-scenes cut from last week's episode that's going to be going on to Patreon. So just need to donate a dollar and it shows us that you care and it helps grow things here at the station we are not so far away from having a full week rotation and this has been a dream uh since like 2011 so we we love you all and we will see you next wednesday here on the wire sports podcast live laugh love like it's your last people oh god he did it <laughs> <laughs>